1: How does one know that the faith they have is saving faith? Well, the answer is that saving faith is always accompanied by repentance. The word repentance simply means to change directions. You were going one way, now you're going another way. You were going your own way, now you're going God's way.
0: Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely, and I'm Mike Trout. We're going back to a message we began sharing with you last week. We'll feature parts two and three today and tomorrow. This is from the Sermon on the Mount series, and he's dealing with specifics regarding the teaching of Jesus about true teachers and false teachers.
1: Dr. J. Vernon McGee wrote, folk talk enthusiastically about certain so-called miracle workers today. And they say to me, you can tell God is with them. Well, in light of these verses, can we be sure of that? The name of Christ is on the lips of many people who are leaders of cults and isms. Just to use the name of Christ in the Bible is not proof that a system is genuine. It is not the outward profession but the inward relationship to a crucified but living Savior that is all-important. These are the words of Dr. J. Vernon McGee. False disciples might exercise power in Jesus' name, but that's still not an indication that they have been saved. Remember that God can speak through a donkey. So Jesus exposed these people, sounded religious and did good deeds, but they really had no personal relationship with them. He said... That they would uh, prophesy. Now, when we hear the word prophesy, probably the first thing we think about is foretelling. Telling the future. Prophecies in the Old Testament. When we hear that, we think about the prophecies that foretold, for instance, the description of Christ. So we would know him when he came. And prophecy can include that, but it's not limited to that. Because prophecy not only includes foretelling, but forth-telling. Or telling forth. Or speaking the truth, like in preaching and teaching. So these could be the preachers that Jesus is referencing here. Jesus warned false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible, in Mark 13. The Apostle Paul warned against counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders in 2 Thessalonians 2.9. Jesus talks about on that day, and he's speaking about the day of judgment, a day when God will settle all accounts He will judge sin, and he will reward faith. Do you notice here that Jesus places himself as judge? He says, many will say to me. When it comes time for appealing, they're going to be appealing to Jesus. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Now, that doesn't mean that he was ignorant of their existence but rather that he never recognized them for what they claimed to be. He's going to say, I never knew you away from me. I never had a personal relationship with you. I I never went with you when you did these things and said these words, you have no part of my kingdom. He says, you who work. Now it's important for us to realize that this renders a participle that conveys the meaning of habitual practice, not occasional error. All of us occasionally stumble. All of us occasionally fail. All of us occasionally fall into sin. But he's not talking about that. He's talking about a practice, a lifestyle of lawlessness. Lawlessness is rejection of the law of God. The word there is often translated evildoers. Now, it is true that no person enters the kingdom because of their obedience. But it's equally true that no person enters the kingdom who is not obedient. And it's true that men are saved by God's grace through faith in Christ Jesus. But it's also true that God's grace in a person's life results in obedience. Produces obedience. There is a false message of cheap grace that preaches forgiveness without repentance, church membership without church discipline, discipleship without obedience, blessing without persecution, joy without righteousness. And results without obedience. This is a false message. It is not the message of Scripture. We are called to repentance and obedience, and they're related. How does one know that the faith they have is saving faith? Well, the answer is that saving faith is always accompanied by repentance. The word repentance simply means to change directions. You were going one way, now you're going another way. You were going your own way, now you're going God's way. And when a person receives Jesus as their Savior, they also simultaneously receive him as their Lord. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. To be saved, we must confess him as our Lord, as our King. A few verses later, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. A kingdom is where the will of the King takes priority. And when we receive Jesus as our Savior, we also receive him as our Lord and King. And as our Lord and King, we repent from our sin, from our rebellion against God's will, and instead put His will above and before our own. His will is given to us in the Holy Scripture and through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it's important for us to understand that simply being sorry for our sin is not repentance. That repentance is not only a sorrow for sin, but a renouncing and forsaking of it and seeking to be obedient to Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 7 For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. See, it's not good enough for us just to feel sorry for our sin. That's not repentance. Worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Listen to what Jesus said as he was concluding his earthly ministry as recorded for us in Luke chapter 24. Jesus said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. What's the message? There is forgiveness of sins for who? For all who repent, how do we know our faith is saving faith? Because it's always accompanied by repentance. It is impossible to have saving faith without repentance. It is is not possible to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and not Lord and King. And now we come to these last words, of the Sermon on the Mount, in which Jesus pictures the difference between those who hear his words and do them and those who hear his words and do not do them. Verse 24 Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does, does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell the floods came the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man Who built his house on the sand? And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. I think it's important for us to reflect upon the warnings that Jesus has been issuing through his Sermon on the Mount. In verse 13, he promises destruction for those who choose the broad and easy way. Do whatever you like. And then it's followed by a picture of fire burning up unproductive branches and a categorical rejection of those who are disobedient. Now it's capped off with a picture of a person who doesn't do what Jesus said as though it was a house that is shattered and swept away by a vicious storm. This little parable of the two builders emphasizes the importance of acting in accordance with Jesus' teaching. You know, those houses may have been very similar. They may have looked identical. But only one of those houses stood the test. And we often to be clear that a life built on Christ Jesus and his teachings will stand even in the midst of the tribulations of this life and the judgment to follow. We're all going to have tribulations. Life is full of them. The storms described against both houses were the same, but one stood, the one with a sure foundation. The solution is to build on a sure foundation. So how do we build on a sure foundation? Well, Jesus demanded that we should listen. And one of the great difficulties people have is that they often don't listen or know what Jesus said they don't read the word they don't attend a church where the word of God is taught and others quite, quite often they're just simply distorted and have a distorted notion of what Jesus said so Jesus demanded that men should listen to his word and demanded that men should do his word because knowledge only becomes relevant when it's translated into action And there are many people who listen to the teachings of Jesus Christ and have a knowledge, a good knowledge of what he taught and yet make no intentional effort to put that into practice. If we are going to be followers of Jesus, we must not only hear but also do. Hearing and doing are summed up in obedience. Jesus demands obedience. This is the most important thing that we can learn in life is obedience to the Lord.
0: What does the hymn say? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I think I have that right. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. He is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And I'm Mike Trout, so glad to be with you. We will wrap this message up tomorrow. I hope you can be back at this same time. If you miss any of the messages on this broadcast, you can find them on our website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Church of the Highlands is located, as I said, in San Bruno, and they would love to see you on a Sunday morning. If you need further details about service times and directions to the church, just go to that website or give us a call at 650 873 Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll once more open the Word of God and study verse by verse.